Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ordinary jewelry. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Not going 2-2 to Diaz. Hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes. Elias Diaz wins the National League in front. At 32 years old in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Well, you never forget your first all-star game. You are never going to forget your first potential game-winning homer. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And we're going to have plenty of fun today because we're going to have you on with the conversations of what we're going to be doing and talking about and it's really easy to do to get involved on in that conversation. Call or text in to 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Life and Feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, uh, we were going to have Bobby Wernis on. But uh, I was trying to preview that in the zone. But unfortunately, Bobby just uh, texted me and said, uh, there's uh, some stuff he's having to do with the transfer portal. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, you know, you go do your job, but you can't be grandstanding on us now. We'll just have to wait till tomorrow. But... Now, I'm hoping it's some good news that they have going on, but he's going to join us instead tomorrow. But that's okay, because we're still going to have Dudley Dawson on of Hogville.net. He's still join us, and I'm sure we'll talk to him about some uh, Arkansas stuff, but he's a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to his uh, sports teams and sports altogether. So we'll have some fun with him in the 2 o'clock hour, and then in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll have some Michael Bratton action as we get ready for SEC Media Day. Some things happening in college football. Greg Sankey getting an extension, and uh, some hot seat rankings for coaches that... Uh, he had put out, or at least had talked about, so we'll have that too, and uh, we'll try to get into some headlines as well, and uh, get into some funny stories to go along with it too, and a Big 12 Media Day is going on with college football, and there's been some stories out of that as well, but uh, I don't know, I was pretty disappointed today, because I once again forgot that Rock and Roll Sushi brought food in, and I brought my, <laughs> I brought my own food in. It's a staple on Thursdays. I'm telling on you. Zone. I was so disappointed, because like, what I made was nowhere near as good as what Rock and Roll Sushi is, and so I was... Already full. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to stuff myself just extra and not have dinner uh, to get rock and roll sushi. But as soon as I walked in, I saw that food. I'm like, Dad, gum it. I'm all right. Well, I guess I'll just I'll just have to sit here in my misery for the rest of the day and uh, just uh, try to figure out uh, ways to to eat during commercial breaks because it looked pretty amazing and I know it smelled amazing. I know it was amazing. So, uh, but yeah, I always I always love Thursdays except well, at least when I remember that it's Thursday hmm. and that they have rock and roll sushi in here. Did you get you some of it already? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. And everything they bring is good. And they mix it up every week, bring something different. They were even talking about, because of French fries, Zone had a question the other day about French fries, that Rock and Roll Sushi actually has French fries on really? their kids' menu. Interesting. So I, they're going to bring some of those next week. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing that where it's a smart move, because not all kids love uh, you know, uh, Asian food or sushi or well, anything like that. Kids but don't love much of anything. Well, I guess so that's true. <laughs> you definitely on a kid's menu, you have to have chicken tenders, burger, and fries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to be and the maybe go-to. macaroni. Well, see, what's funny is that when I was growing up, my dad uh, hated any sort of Asian food. Hated it. And he hates chicken. I, but I, I don't know why. 
it, but he, he did not like Asian food. He did not like chicken. So as a kid, I never got to experience what it was like to have <laughs> lo mein or fried rice or or anything like or that. Or any kind of chicken. Yeah, well, yeah, it was except for maybe fried chicken. You know, that'd be the only thing he could tolerate, of course, because fried anything, you know. But yeah, no, no, uh, any any other type of dish that had chicken in it. Uh, if my if he was gone, we'd have chicken and dumplings. You know, if it was like that was the special occasion because you know dad's not here. Even though uh, with the business that he was in in Northwest Arkansas, chicken was one of his biggest reasons why he kept food on the table because of the Tyson and uh, uh, and the Cobb Vantress and all but of that. But that happens sometimes if you're involved in the business around certain foods, you don't necessarily eat that food. That's a good point. Maybe he saw what was going on to the chickens. He was like, you know what? There's been a lot of that also. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll not do the chickens. We'll just stick with the because the stuff that stuff doesn't happen to cow, so we'll just stick that with the red meat and, and go along with that. But yeah, that, you get behind the curtain and see how things are done. It makes you want to stay away. Yeah, I, which I can totally understand that. I was, uh, I, ne- I never worked in uh, fast food when I was in high school. I know I had some friends that did, and to this day, some of those friends that worked at those particular places say that they will never go. Like they, they'll, it just can't, can't do it, won't go. Uh, not necessarily just because of like the, the awfulness or anything, but just you know when you get used when you're around it all the time. When yeah. you're around it, you smell it, and sometimes you even eat it because it's smell there. Like it, yeah, smell like it, yeah, reek of it for the rest of the day. Can't get out of your clothes. I'm sure that's the case because. There's some fast food restaurants in specific that do have, like, distinct smells in it. Like, you know, if you go to a, a sandwich shop, it's got the bread smell. You know, or if you go to, uh, I guess it was a Burger King that kind of has that charboil smell to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, the smell is great and all, but I don't know if I want to smell like that for the rest of the day. That's not, that wouldn't be me. I don't want that. Or barbecue places, too. You always smell like the barbecue. That one I could probably deal with. Go to Corky's. You can smell that from miles away. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I could deal with that. I could deal with that. So, uh, but yeah, we got a lot to get to, folks. Because today, again, we're uh, going to talk some uh, some college football and, and some of the stuff going on there with uh, the hot seat, and also uh, get into some of the headlines as as well. And I know the ESPYS were asking, did you watch the ESPYS? Didn't watch a second of the ESPYS. Me either. Because, Me either. And, and it wasn't by design. It was just caught up doing other things, and then I did watch. USA Panama and soccer mm-hmm, yeah. and um, I DVR the ESPYS but still just caught up in some stuff and you know it was late and I was like yeah I'm not going to go back and watch it now because it's late yeah it kind of it's like it's almost like a highlight thing that if on social media if you find out somebody did something or had some sort of speech or some sort of funny moment uh, you could probably follow it along on social media but because uh, last night I, I had a late meeting and with the after the meeting then we just kind of went out and uh, hung out and got to you know go to a place where there's TVs on and it was kind of crazy because uh, where they were at they had the the soccer game on and they had I guess whatever was on the SEC network I don't even remember what was on it's some replay of some game I think but uh, they they didn't have the ESPYS on and I was kind of like I was like that's kind of odd but then I started thinking about it too I'm like you know you can watch sports without audio but you can't you can't really watch the ESPYS really without audio no. like, you just see somebody up there and you have no idea what they're talking about so that made sense but that I, I so I was at least if it was up there if it was playing I may have watched it but it just uh, all I know is, is that it's got to see I guess Demar Hamlin was there and uh, that that was a moment that I know a lot of people were talking about uh, LeBron saying he's coming back next year which I didn't know that was in doubt but he said something to the extent as a host or and, what oh no just like to play basketball again next year oh yeah 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 um, he mentioned at the end of the season after their last game that. You know, he he was uncertain about what he was going to do the upcoming season. And somebody, when he said that, somebody, you know, automatically asked him the question, are you thinking about retiring? Is that what you're saying? He's like, I mean, it's not out of the question. I don't know at this point. He's like, it's just futures up in the air. And so that started a cycle of LeBron has mentioned possible retirement. And this is the first we've heard from him. So this is something we need to run with. Okay. I see. I... I knew that there was probably something I didn't remember or that I wasn't paying attention to that led to him saying that because I don't think that it would just be out of the blue. Be like, oh, yeah, for all those people asking, I'm, I'm coming back next year. So there had to be something that stemmed from it. Now that makes sense of that's what he was referring to as far as uh, the uncertainty of what was going to be. It was after the Lakers got swept by the Nuggets, and when they had their exit meetings, maybe the next day or a couple of days later, Darvin Ham, it, it had to be the next day because Darvin Ham said, yeah, after last night's game, I might have wanted to retire too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, I didn't think he would retire. I just thought it was really interesting because, you know, anytime LeBron's up there and he says something, it's always going to 
uh, get people talking about things. But that was one of the deals. And um, there's some other highlight or something I saw people were talking about. The Arthur Ashe Award, maybe, to the uh, women's national team. Maybe that's what soccer. it was. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because the Courage Award is always a big deal. Like, yeah. It's always, uh, no matter who it's given to, uh, whether people agree or not, is always a very uh, talked-about award so that's that's probably what it was too oh and oh uh angel reese i guess was uh talking about bringing lsu another national championship or something like that absolutely that's what they're supposed to say that's what i laughed about because everyone's like oh man i was like well what so did lsu win for best team is that where they came from i think it must have been an individual award for her because she was the only one on stage when breakthrough athlete breakthrough okay see i I knew it was something that uh was just for her but yeah she went out there and Talked about uh, bringing another one back, and it was like, oh, she she called her shot. I was like, oh well, yeah. I mean, who who wouldn't go up there and and any of any athletes in any sport? Okay, so here's a lot of no brainers though. Male athlete Patrick Mahomes, Ooh. NBA player Nikola Jokic, Ooh. male college athlete Caleb Williams, and then <laughs> of course uh, Angel Reese, breakthrough athlete. Um, let's see, LeBron James, record breaking performance. Because of breaking the NBA's all-time scoring That's record. That's fair. That's fair. MLB player Shohei Otani. Yeah. So really going out on a limb. Yeah. It's <laughs> like everything that was expected there. But it is based on voting. So that's why you see Nikola Jokic win because that's the lasting memory in, in most people's minds as far as NBA player. And Lionel Messi, championship performance, finally getting Argentina a World Cup win. And they had never won anything in international play. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that. Like, because I was thinking about okay, well, if you're gonna take these awards and if you're just gonna give it to kind of who deserved it or whatever, like that's fine. But then again, if you had the you know best NFL player or whatever, or male athlete of the year, or however you want to put it, and you went with somebody just for the sake of going with somebody else, like you know, if instead of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you went with someone else in the NFL, like that wouldn't make sense. Like you're talking about the guy who was the MVP. So I, I get it. Like it may be very predictable on who's going to win some of those awards, but I mean, if it's the award to the best ones, those were the best ones, regardless of the MVP or not getting the MVP. Best play, uh, best team, Chiefs. Uh, let's see, best best comeback athlete, Jamal Murray, who played for the Nuggets. Yeah, and we know that their championship run had a lot to do with him being involved in past couple of off seasons he was out due to injury yeah okay that one that one's a good one i didn't i didn't i forgot about that one i didn't think about it but that one's a good one that best one ufc sense. fighter john jones he spent two years outside of mma and then he came back and won a championship right away moved up in weight and won a championship so that makes sense yeah best played justin jefferson with the catch the one-handed catch against the bills okay yeah yeah that was the best play, though, of all? Like, of all sports? or Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a great play. They call it the catch of the century. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know, if it's the catch of the century, you better dadgum win an ESPYs. <laughs> you better win that for the best play, because that would be a problematic. Best tennis player. Any guesses on that? Novak Djokovic. You know, I was about to say, I was going to say Djokovic, but I was maybe going to just mix it up and be unpredictable, but no, it was Djokovic. Now, best golfer, that may be a bit of a spin. And men, just all, all together, like men or women's, or just total? Uh, it just is best golfer, but it's a man. Oh. Uh, should, uh, it's not Rom, is it? Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, okay. So that could Fair. have been a, a bit yeah. of a spin, because yeah. there were several golfers that had really good years. Yeah. I'm still mad that they didn't give Joe Adams the play of the year when that punt return happened. Instead, they gave it to Indiana hitting a buzzer beater against Kentucky. Ooh, no one's seen a buzzer beater before. But have you ever seen a punt return like that? Yeah, not that I'm still bitter and still think about it. But Kyrie way, and Angel Reese were on stage together. Now, that's a, that's a combo right there. That's a duo. We got more Out of Bounds on a Trash Talk Thursday coming up next. Stay with us. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. Sports Center. Last night in the NBA Summer League, the Thunder beat the Pacers 98 to 87. Jalen Williams of Arkansas had four points and four rebounds. Chet Holmgren had 25 points, nine rebounds, and five blocks. And Usman Jang had 22 points, nine rebounds, and six assists. The Magic fell to the Knicks 82 to 80. Anthony Black had eight points, 14 rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. Then the Celtics beat the Lakers 95 to 90. They were led by Jordan Walsh, who had 25 points and eight rebounds. Tonight in the NBA Summer League, the Hornets will take on the Pelicans at 6:30 on NBA TV. 
Nick Smith Jr. should see some playing time in that one. Then the Trailblazers will take on the Magic at 8 on ESPN2. Anthony Black could see playing time in that one, or he could be rested on the second night of a back-to-back. And in Wimbledon news, American Christopher Eubanks fell to Daniel Medvedev yesterday. An American has not won Wimbledon since Pete Sampras did in 2000. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just gotta have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewskies Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Tonight at Brewskies, it's sports trivia at 7 p.m., followed by the best karaoke party in town at 9 p.m. And the party don't stop till 2 a.m. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo, July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Toxic water at Camp Lejeune has caused pain, suffering, and death for tens of thousands of dedicated Americans and their families. If you're a current or former Marine, dependent of a Marine, or civilian who worked at Camp Lejeune at any time from 1953 to 1987, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Studies have found the water at Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals causing serious health conditions such as bladder, breast, or kidney cancer, Parkinson's, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as well as miscarriages, infertility issues, and certain birth defects. A new law was signed, allowing anyone that spent time at the base to seek the justice and compensation they deserve. Billions have been set aside by the government to compensate victims. All Marines, dependents, and civilian workers who spent time at Camp Lejeune anytime from 1953 to 1987 and developed a serious health condition, you may be entitled to significant cash compensation, even if you were denied a disability claim in the past. Call 800-619-7308 now to see if you qualify. Hurry, time is limited. Call 800-619-7308. 800-619-7308. Is your air conditioning system ready for the heat? Middleton Heat and Air is ready to keep your home and family cool this summer. Let us check your system before it gets hot. We offer free estimates on replacements with no overtime rates from 8 to 8 even on weekends. See why we install more heat and air systems in Arkansas than anyone. Call Middleton today at 501-224-4888. Randy Rainwater on location in Searcy Friday at Harding University for the 7-on-7 Sonic Air Raid presented by Hennard Foothills Equipment. Top elite high school football players from the South will be there this weekend at Harding University. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank B-Y-L-B, you, Kobe, baby. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like yeah. Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day Is it optimus the king? Yo, it's about a thing, uh, yeah, Just a minimum. minimum. Can you still defend? 
million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails up our Koreans. Set of bounds here on a Trash Talk Thursday. If you want in on the conversation, phone lines are open at 501 661 1037. As uh, we have a little change, actually, Michael Bratton's having to join us at 2.30 today. So we're moving everybody all over the place. So he's going to join us at 2.30, talk about college football with him, and Dudley Dawson will be in the 3 o'clock hour. And uh, look forward to catching up with both of them, talk about each and uh, everything going on. And, you know, with uh, it being a Trash Talk Thursday, too, uh, with our uh, little enemy of the state polling, I want to give an update on that because yesterday we talked about the Dirty 32 and those that were involved into the first round of games, and none of them were really big surprises, which is uh, kind of disappointing. I was hoping there would be a few that maybe would uh, surprise some people as far as who won. There really wasn't any of that. So, um, But that's okay because we're moving on to the Sucky 16th. And with that, the uh, matchups are as follows. You have, <laughs> you have the SEC officiating versus Tony Vitello. Because Tony Vitello beat out Brett Bielma pretty handedly. I was a little surprised by that. But SEC officiating, taking care of business right now. 90%, 90% of the voting for uh, SEC officiating over Tony Vitello. The uh, the next one's pretty close, though. It's the Battle Line Rivalry Trophy versus John L. Smith. <laughs> John L. Smith has a slim lead of 1%, 51% to 49% over the Battle Line Trophy. Yeah, wonder why Battle Line Trophy is even on there. That's what people because... nominated. Yeah, but it's because Arkansas isn't winning the trophy. Oh, yeah. Well, they, at a uh, high rate. Yeah, there's a lot of trophies that haven't been winning at a high rate, but that was the one that they selected, I guess, hated the most. But uh, the next one is also a absolute punishing. Def- it's going to, it's, we should call, like, you know, when do they do in elections where it's like you, 1% is in, but you're calling it for somebody? Like some of these you could do that for because Texas is beating Houston nut 93% to 7. So that one should be called. It's done. Yeah, yeah, that one's over with. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz is beating the front-facing hog logo, 62% to 38%. <laughs> so uh, Drink is in the lead there. Jeff Long is beating Nate Oates, 66% to 34%. So uh, Jeff Long's taking care of business in that one. The Heisman voters, this was another close one. Heisman voters, of course, really stemming back to the Darren McFadden days. Heisman voters are beating out 11 a.m. kickoffs. By 53% to 47%. Chad Morris is smoking LSU. That was a tough, uh, you know, some that maybe thought LSU should be at a higher seed, but not the way the nominations work. But Chad Morris is winning that one 90% to 10, so we could probably call that one. Chad Morris is going to win this whole thing. Like, I think that that's pretty apparent. Uh, Jimmy Dykes did beat out Jimmy Sexton in the Battle of the Jimmies. Oh, yeah. No I mean, surprise there. But you do have instant replay, who Jimmy Dykes is going up against with a pretty solid lead of 56% to 44%. So there's your uh, Suggy 16 teams and the voting so far. And then tomorrow we'll go to uh, the Hateful Eight, and we'll get to, to the bottom of hopefully knowing who the Final Four and then the championship game. But I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be SEC officiating versus Chad Morris because those were the two that got voted the most. And I think Chad Morris will end up winning, but who knows? Maybe there's an upset in the, in the <laughs> making. Maybe there's one of Bruin out there. But those are the latest ones, and haven't really been any surprises other than the only one I would have said maybe, just maybe you could have said was a surprise, was the fact that um, Tony Vitello beat Brett Bielma as handedly as he did. But again, it goes back to the whole recency bias of what people probably think. Oh, they remember Vitello and Dave Van Horn getting into it, but and they're actually friends and they talk quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And it's been said many times that they're still friends, and I still hold. The belief that Tony V is going to be the next head coach of Arkansas after Dave Van Horn retires. That's just my theory. So, if that happened, that'd be pretty awkward if Tony Vitello ended up winning the... Hey, it's like, yeah, you guys hate him so much, but now he's your coach. Now you're going to have to change your ways a little bit. Uh, But uh, Mark on our text line says, There's no logical way that John L. Smith does not win, and no way that Chad Morris does not come in second. So, Mark's saying that John L. would be the one that uh, should win the entire bracket, then Chad Morris. I don't know about that. <laughs> We're talking about one bad year versus two terrible years. Yes. Quite a difference. Quite a quite a huge difference there. Uh, I get it. I understand that everyone's got their person or everyone's got their thing that they hate the most. But 
I, I just don't see uh, that actually turning out and becoming that way. So we'll keep you updated, though, on that. And you haven't voted on it, go to 1037 The Buzz on our Twitter. And uh, make some, just, I, you know, Facebook's on there, but do Twitter. It's, you're, you're, all of them are going to show up for you really easily, and you just click the ones you voted. So just do that on Twitter. It's the easiest way, uh, assuming that you have a Twitter account. It's the best way to do it. Uh, also in some other news, this is something we're, I was going to bring up with uh, Michael Bratton. And I know that it's always fascinating to see coaches' hot seats at this round this time of year because right before SEC Media Days, you get an idea of who's what. And uh, I think it was actually Dennis Dodd who puts together one of the one of the original, but also a really good job of doing the hot seat rankings for coaches is this in college football. SEC, oh, it's it's a college football as a whole. College football as a whole, yeah. All 133 coaches. Oh gosh. So yeah, he went through a lot of them. Which yeah, Kirby uh, Smart, number 133. Yeah, seriously, he's probably good to go for the rest of uh, rest of the decade, I would think. But how he did it is he had a rating system of five being you have to win this year or you're fired, and then zero being untouchable. And what's funny is all 133 coaches, he only had three coaches that were listed as win-or-be-fired coaches, like where it, you you got to do it. Like right now, no questions asked, can't even like you know think about anything else. Those are the ones that have to do it. And I was surprised also to see that, uh, you know, how he did it and how he ranked them because there was like the coaches, like for instance, Tom Allen at Indiana, he ranked at five. I was like, okay, I mean, <laughs> I guess. I, you know, I know that they, it's Indiana, and I know that. Oh, they have expectations there too now. I guess, but he was not one of the ones that would have popped into my mind of a winner go home. Uh, the other one was uh, Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico <laughs> uh, because he's 7-24 and 24 in three seasons, so I'm sure that that's. There's been plenty of time. Part of that, yeah, to where you can't have that type of record and be that uh, low on the system. And then the third coach, because, again, I kept waiting to see if there was, like, a big coach. The only one that's in a Power 5 conference is Neil Brown at West Virginia because uh, he's at a 5 rating, and he's at been there for four years, and he's 22 and 25. So that was really the only ones that were, like, staunch win or go home type of deals. But Sam Pittman, for instance, he's at a 3 right in the middle. And for those that uh, want to know the description of what a 3 means, 3 means pressure is mounting. And so I don't know how many people, like maybe a lot of people would agree with that. Maybe some wouldn't agree with that. But I think that's pretty fair, though, it is. to have it at a three where he's not on the hot seat. It's not like, hey, you're, you're, you're about to get fired or anything. But it's like the time is coming for you to start making those steps and keep it moving in the right direction. And this is a big year for you. So I think three is fair for Sam Pittman. Yeah, it's something that um, there's expectation of building upon winning. And we saw a couple of seasons ago. Arkansas had a really good season, and then last year was a bit of a drop-off from the previous season, and now you're expecting that you're going to come back at least better than last season and continue to build. Yeah, I, I think that with coaches in hot seats, like the idea of the, oh, you get four years, and no matter what, to build your program, because of the portal and everything, I think that's over. Uh, some, some places you may get that, but a general rule uh, if you're not going in the right direction in two or three years, uh, they could be making a change. Because how much money is invested, how much money is being earned, and knowing that season ticket sales are huge and the conference realignments, those are huge. So it seems like the pressure can get turned up a notch pretty quickly on you if you don't get it turned around. That's why coaches are willing to sign those big high-dollar contracts because they realize if they don't win at a high level and they do have a quick exit, at least there's compensation for it. Yeah, it's uh, the, the old Ed Orgeron thing. Just tell me which, uh, how, when, what day you want me out of here and what door you want me out of here from. Like, and, and that's not to say that they don't go into it right. thinking that they can win and they want to win, they have a desire, they put in the work to win, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Yeah, because let's, let's be honest. Coaches are also a lot like players when it can be compared to it where, yeah, coaches, they get a nice payout, sure. Could some of them see that? And going into certain circumstances, say, you know, I'm not saying mail it in, but just kind of say, it doesn't look like it's going to work out, but I know it's going to have some money at the end. I think some coaches may, may do that. But overall, these are coaches. And what do they do? They coach. Like, they're competitors. They don't want to be an embarrassment. They don't want to go 2-10 and 10 and uh, have it to where you're basically ostracized from the profession and mocked and made fun of. Like, no coach wants that. And they like stability. Yeah. It's not like they want to keep bouncing around. You go to a job, you sign a big contract, you get fired. Now you go somewhere else, you sign another big contract, 
they don't like that. They like stability. They like being in a place, building, and they like winning. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you win, it's you know you get you get more money for one. And, you know, you continue to get paid. You continue to get that stability. But it's a pride thing. It's a competitive thing. Like a lot of these coaches played sports, grew up playing sports, grew up playing football. And they were competitive, and that's what drove them to get into the coaching profession in a lot of cases because it's like, I love this sport so much. I love winning so much. I know what it feels like and that great feeling of winning. And I may not be able to play because of my, uh, my, you know, my physical uh, older age or whatever it is, So, but I still want to have that feeling. So they want to win. That's, that's what they want to do. And so that's why I always laugh about it. People bring up coaches and, oh, well, they're going to get paid this. Yeah, they are, for sure. And that's nice. And it's a, it's a great – what joke is the best job in the world is being a hired college football – or fired college football <laughs> coach. No doubt. But the, the, all these coaches want to win. And, and they didn't – because you think about some of these journeys that some of these coaches were went on where it wasn't like they, were co- they weren't coaching two years ago and now they're head coach of a college football program. It's like, no, they wanted to move up and put in the work and put in the hours to get to that point. And just sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. It's just the way it is. Well, sometimes schools get what they consider to be a quality coach if they are let go at another job and they want to present another opportunity for them. And that may be the best candidate for that school. And, you know, just it may be a high caliber coach that they wouldn't have had that opportunity to get on the way up, but on the way down becomes a different story oh yeah it, it, it can change everything too because even uh, butch jones who i know here's at arkansas state uh, in jonesboro uh, according to cbs sports and dennis dodd he, he's he's at a four rating right now as, as the pressure bank is that he's gone five and 19 in two years and you know expectations start to build and people start to say hey you got you got to get it going you got to start moving forward you got to give us some sort of change here uh, if you're wanting to stick around and what, what's kind of cool too is some of these coaches that were rated last year uh, it also has those ratings listed, and uh, like actually, hold on a second. I, I completely botched this. Hold on a second. I just screwed up. That's my bad. This is last year. No, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. I looked. Okay, so <laughs> I was because I what I did for Sam Pittman, and I'm sorry, Coach Pittman, if you're listening. So, I was looking at the years that Sam Pittman was here, not his rating. Everybody else I got right, but it's just Sam Pittman. He's not at three. He's been here for three years. He's actually at a one, which a one is safe and secure. So interesting. I thought that now that's now that's been released. I'm a little surprised by that. <laughs> I, well, like that's pretty low, all things considered. So that's great for him, but I would have guessed it would have been a little bit higher, at least a two, which is all good for now, as it's put. But as a one and safe and secure, I was a little surprised to see that. So that's my bad. I've, I've read the wrong thing. The years three would have made a lot more sense, but no, he's just at a one right now. Because uh, also uh, Auburn's coach Hugh Freeze, he's at a one. He's brand new. He's not. Nothing's going to change there for him. Uh, uh, as far as SEC teams go, Billy Napier's at a two. He's moved up from a one. And so that's uh, not surprising considering uh, last season. Georgia's at a zero, as, uh, as you mentioned. It should be. He should be at negative two, yeah. honestly, for what the job he's done. Uh, Kentucky with Mark Stoops is at a two. So it was a one last year, but now it's moved up to a two. Say what? Yeah. I was a little surprised by that, too. I think Mark Stoops has done a great job at Kentucky in the way that he's been moving up. Uh, Missouri with Eli Drinkwitz is at a three. It's moved up from two to three, which is funny. That dude just got a new contract extension. So how about that? The way that he's been moving up. And then if you uh, continue to move down the list for uh, some of the other teams, like Wayne Kiffin's at a two. He's moved up from one to two. So his seat is getting a little bit warmer. Uh, Also, if we're talking about Tennessee, Josh Heupel's at a one. Texas A&M Jimbo's at a four. He was at a zero last year, and... This is according to Dennis Dodd again. The biggest jump any coach has made has been Jimbo Fisher going from a zero to a four this, this year, which is not surprising at all. How does Tom Herman get to be a one and he just took the job? <laughs> I, like the, his record is zero and zero. This would be his first season at FAU, huh. but he's at a one. I guess it's like the only way could, you get a zero he, is if you're just, you've had so much high level success that you're, you're untouchable, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I mean, First season, yeah, a that's, a little, that's a little, that's a little much. Coach Prime is at a zero. Uh, that is weird. I don't know. I, again, maybe we got to talk, get Dennis Dodd on the show, and and go through it all and try to figure out uh, how some of this worked out. Because yeah, there's a few first year coaches like Hugh Freeze being at a one. <laughs> you know? I guess. Georgia Tech's coach is at a two, and this is first season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome in. You're already uh, well, you're you're okay for now, but the pressure's building on you too. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Some of these, yeah, some of these numbers, and maybe it's just because of the circumstances they're in. Maybe it's because of the. Oh, they have a couple other first year coaches at, at a two. Jeez, they got okay. So not that it matters at Kent State, but Arkansas plays Kent State this year in football. Their coach Kenny Burns is at a three. It's his first year. He's like he's already middle of the pack. Man, that's crazy. No holds barred for these new coaches. Jeez, you're already putting them behind the eight ball. Uh, Zach Arnett is at a two, and it's uh, he's a Mississippi State coach that had to take over after uh, Mike Leach. But maybe that's why he's at a higher level exactly. because of him who he's taking over for. Yeah, in the circumstances. So because because they they do kind of view that as um, it it needs to stay steady and where it is, and if if not, that could be a quick turnaround within a couple of years or so. Well, it's also funny he already crossed out Pat Fitzgerald on Northwestern because he's already been fired. Well, he, I mean, you got to bring it up to, to date. Yeah, he was at a zero last year, and he was at a four this year, and then well, crossed him out. <laughs> now he's at he's at a six. He was at a four. Yeah, he was at a four, and uh, that's he, crazy in itself. He moved pretty quickly there. So yeah, well, well interesting few of them for sure of uh, where they're at because even like a Dion Babers at Syracuse is at a four and Pat Fitzgerald had a winning record and he's at a four I guess it's his after, one in 11 year yeah after that season he has a winning record that's man that's wild so yeah it's it's pretty interesting some of these that stand out uh, but I was surprised to see only three of them being winner winner now or win or be fired as the highest rating but yeah if you want to check that out go to cbssports.com you got all the ratings for all the coaches but sam pittman's out of one okay so there is a number in parentheses yeah that's what they were last year that's what they were la- okay, okay so ryan day what's he, he at yeah uh two Ooh, so starting to move up a little bit he was at okay yeah i see him here he's at a zero last year completely safe and now it's two that's what happens you lose to michigan two in years in a row People want you. People want to put the pressure Brent on you venables second season at ou he's at a three golly I, but I believe it, man. They got crazy expectations there at Oklahoma. They ain't messing around. They, they want they want results, and they want it now. And they went six and seven. They went out of losing season last year. Jeez. Yeah, Mike Gundy's moved up to a two, which I'm a little surprised by him to, to get up to that point already. But he's been doing a pretty good job. And uh, Dave Aranda at Baylor moved up from zero to one. So they had a good year. I don't know. Again, there's, some, there's probably some... Uh, stuff that goes into how it plays out and the formula and these certain coaches but it's pretty fascinating to just to see it and knowing uh because they don't do that many for other coaches but man college football has it mario cristobal at a two in his second season in miami they went five and seven last year okay and he was at a zero going into last year miami's still one of the biggest mysteries in college football to me they should be a team that each and every year is competing for at least double digit wins every year mike norvell at a two but Florida last State. year, last year he was at a three, so he so, improved his case. Yes, he must be probably one of the very few coaches that actually improved their number from the year before. Uh, I wouldn't think there'd be many, yeah, because like Mike Elko from Duke improved his one spot for the season that they had. Brad Bielema at Illinois, he went from a two to a one. Oh yeah, well so, deserved. Yeah, because he had a great year last year. So some coaches have uh, improved their spot. Oh, and also Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. He's at a two, and now he's at a zero, which he deserves it, too, for yes, what the, for the season sure. they had. But, yeah, fascinating stuff when we talk about the uh, hot seat coaching rankings in all of college football. And I know we'll have Michael Bratton on at 2.30 to talk more about that, and we'll get his thoughts on some of the uh, hot seat rankings in college football. But we'll get to what's training the world sports. we got a lot of people that are texting in. We'll get to those, too. We'll read some Asher Record Live fan feedback. Again, if you want to get in on the phone lines, 501-661-1037. Is that number? We'll have What's Training the World of Sports presented by West Rock Coffee coming up next. Stay with us. Hey folks, Wild Bill here with Magic Market Motorsports Authority in Hot Springs and Russellville. Folks, we're kicking off our third annual Sizzling Summer Sell-Off, and my goodness, do we have the inventory. That's right, Bill. We've got the best inventory we've ever had. Not going to last long. Terrains, rogues, forerunners, pilots, escapes. And don't forget, we say yes. Come see us. We've got plenty of financing options for you to get you in the vehicle of your dreams. And if you can't make it to one of our locations, you can always visit us online at msastore.com. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. 
We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, team, line's already around the block, and we're open in 10. Yesterday, we had three-hour wait time. Chef Pierre's staff is a little under-seasoned. Why is pot not boiling yet? An experienced sous-chef is the missing ingredient in his kitchen. What do you mean, plate or a bowl? You work at La Pasta in La Cop. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, my goodness, Roger. Are you kidding me? Summer adventure continues today. Watch out, Murfreesboro. Uh, morning Mayhem's coming to you. Oh, we're coming to see you, buddy. We'll have Justin Morse finish the lyric tomorrow as well. Yeah, and also, Roger, tomorrow we find the diamonds. Tune in weekday mornings from 6 to 10 for the Morning Mayhem, only on 103.7 The Buzz. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use law enforcement siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention, like telling you if you get a speeding ticket, it doesn't end there. You have to pay expensive fines. You can't go to your friend's wedding because that also costs money. And your insurance rates could increase. See? We didn't have to use law enforcement sirens after all. Getting a speeding ticket has consequences. Sooner or later, speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Mark Twain said, Everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it. This thought came to mind recently while walking outside felt like getting hit with the heat off a blast furnace. The late Detroiter Glenn Fry sang, The heat is on. It certainly is, Glenn. Those of you working outside in this, be careful. Take breaks, get to some shade, and please, hydrate. You can't drink enough in this heat. Remember what they said about Brondo, the Thirst Slayer. It's got electrolytes. Yes, sir. Double B's has a tremendous selection of refreshing ice-cold drinks at affordable prices to help you stay hydrated and beat the heat. Come on in for a delicious 44-ounce fountain drink. Double B's. It's where you gas it. Grab it and go. That's Double B's. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Mr. Dorfman. Hello. 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuatneyChevrolet.com and get a deal started on GuatneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They have convenient service hours if you need a service. Convenient throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. In case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, and get to what's trending in the world of sports in just a second. Had a few people, though, on our Asher Record Life and feedback. We were talking about the, the enemy of the state. Gridiron Chick says, 
Well, if we can take anything away from the enemy of the state tournament thus far, it's that Chad Morris finally beat LSU via hammer down. Well, <laughs> just took him till the uh, enemy of the state bracket to finally beat LSU, but I, I get you. Mike also says, Reggie Fish and Carson Shaddy should be in my bracket, and I'll do respect. Whoa. That's mean, Mike. Whoa. That's mean. We can't be mean. Can't be mean. It, that's that's the mean bracket. This is the this is the enemy of the state hate that bracket. There's a difference. But okay, coming in hot there. Also, Curtis says if we get rid of Sam Pittman, name three coaches that would be better to come to Arkansas. I can't. Realistically, I can't. And I don't want to get rid of Sam Pittman. I don't think anybody should at this point in time want Sam Pittman fired. And anybody that does, it's a little bit over the top. Like again, this is a big year, and if it goes haywire and he goes five and seven or something like that okay then let's start having a conversation because you can't go from nine wins to seven wins to five wins like you can't do that but right now no i don't think that's even worth a discussion that's probably why dennis dot had him at a one because it's it, if it goes astronomically horrible then yeah let's let's start talking here and then uh, rusty says i figure oklahoma and texas's coach would be highly rated on the list well we mentioned brent venables and where yeah. he was at but as far as steve sarkeesian he went from a one last year to a two. But I think getting Arch Manning probably gives you a little bit of time on your team. Just getting him alone. It should, but you you have to win. Mm-hmm. And, and so then that becomes the theme of it is like if you don't win and you have this type of player and you have other players that are highly recruited that want to play with that player you should be having results on the field and winning. Yep, that's your job. That's what you got to have happening. And then on our text line, which is not sponsored right now, by the way, so if you want to sponsor it, uh, let us know and we'll get you in contact with our sales staff. Uh, Just Chuck says the difference between John L. Smith and Chad Morris is that John L. Smith wrecked a perfectly good race car while Chad Morris did a horrible job trying to rebuild a team that was already down. That's why John L. Smith is worse. That's a good point. I, I could accept that one. And also... And the 870 says, don't come at me, but I want Wes Johnson as our next head baseball coach after Dave Van Horn retires. Okay. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be fine. Again, it's There's just, a conversation to be had. It's, it's, he's, we'll see what he does at Georgia, but I don't see any reason why he won't be successful there, too. And then uh, from the 501 says, if Chad Morris does not win in an absolute landslide, <laughs> I would be shocked the deaths of which he took the program were insane. They were legitimate talks of us leaving the SEC <laughs> because of that joker. Well, I don't, uh, I don't think we have to worry about that 501. He's going to win. And in fact, uh, Steve Sullivan tweeted at me. He was like, we should have just taken Chad Morris out because he's going to win. And I was like, yeah, you, but you couldn't do it in the first year. But I was like, how about this? Since he's going to win it this year, we'll just name it after him next year. And then <laughs> just not put, it in, not put him in the conversation <laughs> or put him in the topics. Just name the entire instead of enemy of the state. It could be the, the Chad Morris bracket. You know, something like that could be pretty fun. But, yeah, keep those votes coming in, folks, because uh, we'll have the, the Hateful Eight announced tomorrow here on the show and give you updates on that. But there's a lot of things happening in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? This is breaking news. Actually, I laugh anytime something like this pops up on like the main page of ESPN. But Rory McIlroy, you know how he feels about the whole live golf deal. Well, he was quoted telling the reporters of the Scottish Open, if live golf was the last place to play golf on earth, I would retire. That's how I feel about it. I'd play the majors, but I'd be pretty comfortable. Rory is okay, Rory. doubling down, tripling down. He's putting all his chips in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he feels so strongly about it. We tell us how you really feel, there, Rory. Tell he us how you really feel. Live. Yeah, so that's why I'm laughing anytime it becomes a thing. It's like, hey, did you hear what Rory said about the live? Oh, did he say something different of how much he hates it? Yeah, it's not exactly breaking news, but still trending nonetheless. But also in other news, Greg Sank, we mentioned him, the commissioner of the SEC who was also somebody that was on the enemy of the state bracket, didn't advance in the second round. But he did get a contract extension, uh, which uh, he, he began back on June 3rd, 1st of 2015 when he was the eighth commissioner, and he is considered one of the top leaders in college sports. And uh, he's 58 years old, which is pretty incredible, but he's going to have the contract extended all the way to 2028. So uh, good for him because, again, you, you can hate on him, and I get it. I get, like, there's a lot of things out of his control that you may hate him for, but... When it comes to being a commissioner of a conference, dude's done an incredible job. Mike Slive was the guy that set the groundwork, and Greg Sankey's taking it to a whole new level because at the end of the day, what's a commissioner's job? 
money. And SEC makes a ton of money. So rightfully so, gets an extension there till 2028. Uh, also, we know with the Northwestern job being open, they have an acting coach, not an interim coach, but they're going to be looking for a new head coach because of the Pat Fitzgerald thing. And uh, according to Bradley Locker of Inside NU, which is, of course, a Northwestern outlet, Ed Orgeron has zero interest in the job at Northwestern. He was being rumored as around as a coach because he was uh, uh, there before, <laughs> and uh, yeah. they probably called him up. And his so he's sitting on the beach in Destin or Miami, Miami. or something, yeah, uh, enjoying his nineteen million dollar buyout. And no, I ain't got no interest that job out here about beach. But call me about ten years when his money run up, maybe. But I, like that's what cracked me up when I saw that. I'm like, man, Ed Orgeron would be an idiot to go back to college coaching right now, especially at a place like Northwestern. Could you imagine Ed Orgeron? The, the the Cajun from Louisiana up there in Northwestern, some like very high end academic school. Not saying you couldn't do a good job, but it just seemed like a culture fit would be he's, quite he, an interesting thing. He's a motivator, so he is that. wherever he goes, then he would have that going for him. But yeah, at this point, it doesn't make sense for him to coach pretty much anywhere ever again. If I he can do it every once, but if I got nineteen million dollars, and I, I think he was what in his mid fifties, mid to late fifties. Just like I mean, you're talking about if he lived off of a, mil- a mere million dollars a year, that's 19 years. He could live until he's 75 almost and be just fine. Like that's that's the life I would choose. That but, money's going to be invested, so it's going to grow on top of the money that's there. Yeah, I still not funny, but still kind of interesting that guy got divorced as soon as he won a national championship at LSU and remain single somehow this whole time. Yeah, he is single as in title. Right, right. Yeah, as he, in he married. Has, he has a main squeeze. Yeah, he's not married, I should say. Not officially married, but yeah, he, he's got some things going on for him. Good for you, Coach O. Good for you. Also, uh, speaking of the NCAA, we know the college football playoff is expanding. Seems imminent, but the one that's not imminent is college basketball because we know there's been talks about expanding that. And according to the NCAA today, they say that the NCAA tournament uh, has a meeting this week, but the organization is not expanding the field at this time. So it looks like there's still some things that they got to put into place uh, because uh, a lot of it has to do with sponsorships and schools that will be involved and then how it will make it work. Like all those schools things. Schools that will be involved? Well, all, all schools want to be involved. But that's the thing because, you know, remember some people are saying they'll just allow certain conferences in and let the slow mid-majors out because they want the money in, yeah. Like, which I'm like, okay – you better keep all this. You could, if you're going to expand it, I'm not going to stop you. I, I like it the way it is. But if you expand it, you better keep those mid-majors in because that's what makes it fun. And that's what's huge for those schools. Let them in. you got 96 teams or whatever. You Unless they're talking about splitting it and having oh. two different tournaments. No. Which would bring in more money. Yeah. But, I mean, they, don't they have the NIT? Isn't that a different tournament? I don't know. I'm, I'm over it. Just be careful with that. That's all I'm saying. we got more Out of Bounds on Trash Talk Thursday coming up next. More of your phone calls and messages. So stay with us. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Aug update during Out of Bounds. True Service has a vacation now and pay later offer and receive up to $3,000 for your next vacation. It's Justin Acri for Certipro Painters. We're all getting ready for summer, and if you want to spruce up your home for summer, Certipro Painters could be the answer you're looking for. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at 